Hello, everyone. This is Tom Lida from First Christian Church, and I'm excited about today's episode. This is the episode for April 29th, 2021, Thursday, and we have Weston Sterling, our special guest, and Weston is a member of First Christian Church, and he is our guest for the episode this week, and Weston serves a local law enforcement agency and is currently at the rank of lieutenant and he has been a deacon twice and an elder once while at First Christian Church. Weston has also been on various committees in the past, education, outreach, and property. So we're excited to have him join us today. I'm going to give you as well a preview of some things from the Norman Christian. On May 9th, there's a congregational meeting Uh, And we will have the meeting to approve the slate of leadership within the life of our congregation. The purpose of voting on officers, elders, deacons, as recommended by the nominating committee, the vote will be held at the conclusion of the 840 and 1045 services. Also on May 9th, we have an infant and family dedication Sunday. If you are interested in participating, please contact the church office. There's a Habitat for Humanity build that has begun. It began April 13th. If you would like to participate, please go to the Habitat for Humanity website. Logos. We have a meal, a picnic planned at Andrews Park, Wednesday, May 5th from 5 to 6.30 as we enjoy each other's distanced and masked company. We will have food trucks to enjoy, paid for by Logos, and time to talk and play and see each other. So bring your blankets or lawn chairs and come out to the park to play and eat and visit and celebrate one another. That's May 5th at 5, Anderson, I'm sorry, Andrews Park on Wednesday, May 5th, at 5 p.m. Charm has some activities. Charm is beginning with, they have May 11th, they have a Charm picnic as well. If you're interested in that, please contact Stephanie in the church office, and they're planning their Branson trip, hopefully in November. If you, if you are interested in the Branson trip, the Charm Branson trip, contact Stephanie. Church camp registration is open for children and youth. Please register if you would like to go to camp. Now, Weston, welcome. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. We're excited to have you. And we're going to go through just some basic questions. And Weston, of course, is free to to, uh, talk about whatever he would like to talk about. Uh, Weston is in law enforcement. And one of the first questions that I have, Weston, I'm very interested in, is how did you end up in law enforcement and why did you pursue a career in law enforcement? Well, first, thank you for uh, letting me be here. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yes, um, the law enforcement didn't start off as my first dream, you know, going going into college. I originally had thought about uh, pursuing coaching and going that yeah. route mm-hmm. um, and started taking courses in criminal justice and realized that I, I loved them and actually look at what I do a lot like coaching and that, 
you know, there, there's always challenges. There's kind of a, you know, there, that general rule book you got to follow, but um, I, I love the daily challenges and then the, the new people that you get to meet. Um, and then and being able to help people is, is always a bonus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I didn't actually get into law enforcement until a little bit later in life than most people do. I actually started in uh, private security. Oh, for, I see. Uh, okay. At a hospital in Oklahoma City for about 13 years. Oh, wow. And then okay. uh, left there and started uh, with the agency that I'm with now. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was a little later in life, but I think it did me well because I had a lot of experiences that, mm. uh, you know, a, a 21, 22-year-old doesn't, ha- doesn't always have. So was able to bring a little uh, mature perspective to it. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, that uh, appreciate you sharing your journey with us. Um, and, and also the, uh, when, what do you find most meaningful now where you are in terms, in reference to what you do, what are some meaningful things that, that happen for you? Well, actually, uh, here recently I've changed positions with my agency and, um, like you said, I'm in a lieutenant role, mm-hmm. but I'm more of a, in an administrative side and, and it's helped me really things that I do, you know, body cameras, uh, technology, policies and procedures, and then also um, a little bit of type PR stuff, you know, trying to mm-hmm. trying to reach out to the public. Um, it plays to my strengths in a lot of ways because I, I, like, I like dealing with people and I like those new challenges. I love technology and trying to find out what's the newest oh. and greatest, um, those types of things. So it really does. It, it helps me, and I feel like I, you know, I get to know people, and I get to know how best we can we can help them mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. those areas. Yeah, the uh, I think a, a thread that I hear is you know helping others, helping people, and that is at the heart of of my calling. And I really appreciate that in Weston and what you do, and some of the the things. Within the community, um, what are some of the ways that we can support uh, local law enforcement? What are some some ways that we can, what can we do to help you? The biggest thing that I try to tell people when, when they ask similar questions is, you know, let's, let's listen to each other and talk. Mm. Yes. You know, the, the communication is the biggest thing because... I can appreciate where somebody's coming from, and I hope they can appreciate where I'm coming from mm-hmm. um, if we have an open line of communication. Uh, if, we, if we don't do that and we, we come in with our preconceived notions, then we're going to have a breakdown in communication, and, and things don't go well that way. Um, I, you know, I've talked to people. They like to, you know, oh, I want to send fruit baskets to the, the, this agency or that agency, and I'm never going to tell anybody don't don't do that. Mm-hmm. Those are nice things that we mm-hmm. you know they are, they are appreciated, mm-hmm. uh, and we and the front line and the administration side, you know, we like to see that. But biggest thing that we like to hear is someone someone call us or write us a letter and say, officer, deputy, agent, whatever, so and so helped change my life by doing X, Y, and Z. You mm-hmm. know, I was down, and instead of you know doing this or that you know they helped me they we we had a positive interaction mm-hmm. and that goes so much farther um you know for me in particular I, I can't speak for every person out there but it, it does it goes very far for me because 
hearing that positive is it's just like when you have children and someone says hey you're you know wow your child is so well behaved and they're so polite you 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 feel really good for for them and you feel like it's a it's it's something well done yes sir it it's amazing um how much we represent our children represent who we are and it is as a parent myself it is uh gratifying yeah, for lack of a better word but just uh an amazing thing to hear someone recognize something positive in one of my kids and and for someone to acknowledge uh something positive that that is so meaningful uh, that you have done or a law enforcement person has done uh last summer for example my my wife was coming back from Wichita Falls to Oklahoma City and she had a flat tire and uh it was you know typical July day very hot and I was uh here in Oklahoma City not available I mean I could have been available I couldn't get to her that quickly but there was a law enforcement uh state trooper that stopped and um helped her change the tire he did all the work really mm-hmm. and it was uh she asked for his card and she got his card and wrote him a thank you note and i wrote him a note and it was just a wonderful thing a wonderful thing f- to do that and to take the time to do that rather than call a wrecker or whatever usually happens uh, to change the tire and take the time to do that for her and make sure she was safe on the side of the road. So that that's meant a lot to us. And those those type of interactions mean a lot to us as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's those are the positive things that that we like to to do throughout the day. You know, there there is a lot of negative out there, and um, you know that those are things that are, that are going to be brought to the forefront. But you know. 99.9% of the time we go about our day and we, we're helping people and we're trying to 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 be members of the community. You mm-hmm. know, that's the thing mm-hmm. that we're, we're human and we have to understand that we represent everyone else who wears a badge and as a day-to-day operation, you know, me personally, I go out there trying to make sure that you know, like I tell my son, you know, we're representing our family when we go out there. I'm representing everybody with a badge when I go out there, mm-hmm. and I need I need to make sure that it's as positive as as can be. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Now, the one uh, speaking of my wife, she's very good at this, and uh, she's uh, very good at interrogation questions. So, I was just curious myself: Are there a set of interrogation questions that you would ask someone if you want to get more information. We see a lot of things on television and, and this and that. I guess it, it depends on the type of information you're you're seeking and the situation. But I was just curious about that type of uh, what you do uh, in law enforcement and how that works. Some of the biggest things that, uh, that I've learned in, in my time doing what I do is honestly – coming to coming to somebody and being you know very straightforward with your questions mm-hmm. asking open-ended questions and then active listening is something that is is huge because when i'm talking to you i need to know you know are you telling me the truth and what are you saying as much as what you're not telling me ah and yes. so that's you know it it 
it is different. Like you said, it's different depending on what I'm going for. If I'm, you know, I'm not sitting in there on a, a murder investigation or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, trying to do the same way that I would if I were on the roadside talking to somebody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those types of things. But the, the being open-ended questions and actively listening for what, what they're saying, but just as much as what they're not saying mm-hmm. is, is paramount. Yes. Um, because yes. They, they will. And again, my, my son, Caleb, he, he hates it because when I start questioning him about, did he do this or did he do that? You know, his, his answer, did you, did you get your algebra work done? <laughs> well, I don't have any missing assignments marked. <laughs> you didn't answer that question. Right, right. You know, so yes, sir. Have to, what, what are the, what are you not saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. The adventure of being a parent. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you, Weston. The, um, one of the questions, uh, it is a, the, it's a boiling pot right now with uh, law enforcement, and every day we hear things. And this is not a question that is specific toward anything, mm-hmm. but what, it's a question about some some training or s- some proactive things that happen. Um, and maybe if you are comfortable sharing, uh, how do you react? when faced with situations that are distressing? I mean, what, what, how does that happen? And, and what, uh, what type of uh, training do you receive in those type of situations? There's such a broad yeah. uh, spectrum of things that, that we come in contact with, but honestly, the, this, this de-escalation training, um, uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, we have, training that uh, is regarding emotional intelligence mm. as well as, you know, other aspects, but trying to to be empathetic, trying to understand, trying to see somebody that's in a critical incident. Um, they're, they're in a critical time in their life. They're, you know, these things, being, being aware of where they're coming from as well as being aware of where you're coming from. Mm. Um, because I mentioned earlier, we're we have bad days. We're people. We have bad days sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and if I come into a situation thinking about uh, an argument that I had with somebody earlier in the day or mm-hmm. something like that, I'm not not going to be in the same mindset as I would be if I just had a nice lunch and I'm coming in, those types of things. So being aware of where you're coming from as well as where that person's coming from and then using your tools that you have uh, emotionally, you know, physically, whatever you need to do to de-escalate that situation. Um, there's specific trainings that we go through, but honestly, for me, um, I, I really deal with, I, I, I lean on, A, my faith that, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. This, is, this is a person I'm dealing with. Yes. This, is, this, is another, you know, this is another child of God that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dealing with. They, may, they are in a bad position because I typically don't get to see people on the best days of their lives. Yes, sir. So they're in a bad spot. And, and so rely on my faith, rely on the training, and just try to try to treat people as human. Yes. Well, I, I uh, appreciate your transparency and your perspective. I mean, it, it is, um, we're all created in the image of God and uh, a child of God, and especially the, the ability uh, in a stressful situation to put that together and listen well, actively listen, like you said, and also 
human dignity and respect. And, and um, everyone needs that and deserves that. And I really appreciate um, your perspective, Weston, and what you do within the community. I, I'm in admiration of that. Anything else you want to talk about? We, I, I enjoy being part of the community that, uh, that I serve. I love being out there. Uh, uh, I love being part of this church you know, because we've, the, well, Nicole has been here since she was four, so I'm not, I'm not going to say how many years that is, but uh, <laughs> I've been here, I've been going here for probably about 23 years mm-hmm. and uh, a little more. And the, the church here has helped shape who I am today in the job that I do, and that, um, that's a testament to the people around me in, in, in this that have, that have helped mentor me. Mm-hmm. Um, in those types of things, and so, you know, anybody who is is out there, you know, if they wanted to get into law enforcement, something like that, some of the the biggest advice that I have for them, because right now we hear, don't do it, don't get into law enforcement. It's it's not it's not a good place to be. It's not, you know, it, it's going to where you you just you can't be a cop anymore. Those types of things. It, my my advice to them is look at who you are and who you want who you want to be and what mm-hmm. you want to do, mm-hmm. um, because no matter the job, there there are downfalls. Mm-hmm. But look at who you can be, find good mentors that can get you there, and uh, stay true stay true to your faith. And it doesn't matter if you're doing law enforcement, medical field, mm-hmm. you know any, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, those those are the the biggest things because if you do. Stay true to who you are and stay true to your faith that you're you're gonna be you're gonna be okay. Well said. That's wonderful, Weston. I thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your words. Thank you for sharing yourselves, for your experiences and all that you do uh, for us and the community. Uh, I am honored to be with you this afternoon. And I just wanna uh, say once again, thank you to Weston for your time. And uh, so this podcast, uh, noon, April 29th, we have a podcast every week at noon on Thursday. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Weston Sterling, for all that you do. Thank you to First Christian Church of Norman. God bless you, and everyone stay safe.